Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. And thank you for listening. It's a real pleasure to have you with us today. Uh, I'm going to roll on to my next guest, who is Todd Palmer. He's been with us before from Extraordinary Advisors in Troy, Michigan. Um, and Todd is, uh, helps his clients ditch their comfort zone and dive into their failures and reframe their mindset to be more authentic, transparent, and vulnerable to affect real change along the path to success. Real pleasure to have you back once again. Todd, th- how are you today? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. My pleasure. In our last interview, we we talked a lot about um, COVID-19 and how it's affected businesses. And um, and what what how would you like to uh, frame up what we want to talk about today? You know, I think we can definitely start with COVID and how it's affected businesses. Because what I've really witnessed, and I outline it in my new book, From Suck to Success: A Guide to Extraordinary Entrepreneurship, and how a lot of business owners that I'm coaching, a lot of business owners that I've worked with in the last 12 months have really decided that COVID is happening for them, not to them, allowing them to pivot their businesses and actually, in many cases, actually grow their businesses during these difficult times. That's excellent. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting dynamic um, that humans have, right? They 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 look around and and see if there's a change. If it's a big change, first of all, it's like how severe is the change? How long is it going to last? How much should we adapt? And those that adapt usually come back stronger than ever. So let's talk about that. Give us some some uh, discussions and example uh, or some examples of uh, what you've been seeing out there and uh, how our listeners can benefit from that wisdom. For sure. And, and so I want to kind of take the listener back to how this all works. So if we're feeling something's happening to us, we're in a fight or flight mindset. We're actually using the, the reptilian part of our brain. When we pivot and commit to something happening for us, not to us, we're actually moving into the front cerebral cortex of our brain and we're in a much more creative mindset. So uh, probably the best example I can give you is my example. Last, last March and April, I was scheduled to speak from stage, uh, six different stages, three different countries, and within two weeks, all events got canceled due to the, the pandemic. And uh, I immediately became sad. I was bummed out. I, I, I was crushed. I was really looking forward to doing this, getting in front of my ideal audience, helping uh, leaders become unstuck. What I decided to do is practice what I preach. I started applying my thought process into the active learning cycle. And what I did was I really doubled down on why I do what I do, my ikigai. My ikigai is two words, improve lives. That's two years working with Simon Sinek to find those two words of my why, my ikigai, of improve lives. And I thought, where else can I do that? Fast forward, I started volunteering a tremendous amount. 
I spoke with 42 CEOs over 67 days. And I volunteered my time in 30-minute increments to help leaders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs get unstuck around what was happening to them in the pandemic and pivoting into a mindset of, this is actually happening for my business, and how can I live to survive and fight another day? And, and the crazy thing is, Bill, my business is up 300% in the last 12 months, and I actually was able to co- spend the time to complete my book, which became last week an international number one bestseller on Amazon. Correct. Congratulations. What a, what a great turnaround and what a great uh, benefit from, uh, from focusing on improving lives. And that's really for me what it's all about. I just I love it when I'm I'm working with an entrepreneur or even you know some of the the free calls that I do with entrepreneurs are currently stuck and seeing the light bulb go on and having them recognize and realize that there are are different ways to approach things in this in, during this pandemic that allow us to get unstuck. Uh, I practice and teach a lot of inside out leadership so that the the entrepreneur, the CEO, the leader can feel empowered, not disempowered by what's happening then to them, and then help them create the world they want, a life by design, by using the, the active learning cycle, our four-step process, helping them get unstuck. And, you know, I've seen such, such transformation around the globe that it really gives me a, a great perspective to see how we as an as entrepreneurial culture can really continue to drive the world forward, even in the worst of times. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's, you know, CEOs are, uh, you know, they're they're supposed to be looking forward, looking um, to to what's the vision, where's where are we headed, um, but you know, these days I think a lot of people get mired down in that, you know, where are we, how long is this going to last? So, what have you found? Where's the turning point for a, for a lot of people? I, I see where it was for you. Where do you think the turning point for a lot of business owners, and what do they need to do to to stop? Uh, letting COVID happen to them and uh, have it start happening for them, as you meant, as you say. Well, and you know, it, and it's it's so powerful to see people, even in like tough hit industries like restaurant retail, pivot out of that. And the first thing I always ask them is why they got into the business they're in. And we'll we'll t- sometimes we'll spend up to an hour to two hours talking about that because what that does, Bill, is it anchors them in on a psychological commitment level of. Why are they in this business? And inevitably, we using you know restaurant retail as an example. Many, many, many restaurateurs got into the restaurant space because they like to create a great experience for the diners. They like to, to, to they wanted to create community around food. So once we get them to the point of creating community around food or a great date experience, for example, I said, well, considering your brutal reality, you can't you're not able to necessarily do that either in volume or some places wasn't for several months, weren't able to do it at all in person. How else can you create that dining experience for someone elsewhere? And I was working with a, a high-end restaurateur on the West coast, very much, you know, $300 t- you know, tickets were his typical Saturday night per, per table per couple of hours. So he was doing well from a revenue perspective, but it required a lot of upkeep, required a lot of staff. We pivoted in, into, I want to create a great dining date experience for the homeowner and I want to do it in a way that's going to be even greater margins with less overhead. He created a, a, an upscale brand pizza that within 12 months was doing an average of three, going to run an average of $3 million per year on delivering high-end $40 pizzas to your home for date nights, for parties, for events that people were holding in their, in their socially distanced safe space. And he's doing it with one-third the staff 
he's reduced his footprint from a from a rental and um, restaurant mm-hmm. space, and, and he's now loving what he does because he's able to do it on his terms, his way to create that great experience. He's, he's creating this this he calls it his date Saturday night date nights seven nights a week. I love that. That's a, that's a great. Um, a great analogy, especially in a very hard hit business. And I was wondering that this morning. I go on a daily walk down. I live in a little beach community, and looking at the restaurants that have, you know, transitioned to outdoor dining, and wondering how are they doing? How are they still doing? And a lot of them have re- had to recreate pretty mightily in their business, but they, they're still, as you mentioned. Uh, going back to that why, why are you in business, and mm-hmm. continue to create that community or create that experience so that that customer will come back after things have changed and maybe you've created something better um, for your business that will sustain um, when you're getting your regular revenue in, uh, coming back too. So maybe your business is stronger than ever at the end of that. That's, that's pretty brilliant. Well, I, I love the entrepreneur who, who, who faces the problem head on, and I talk about this, you know, I, 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 you know, liberally steal from Jim Collins and good to great, the Stockdale paradox and, and, you know, deal with our brutal reality, but have the resolve that somehow, some way with massive intention, you can make these, these events, the defining moment of your business, the defining moment of your life. And, and I'm going to tell you a quick story about how to make it a defining moment, not just for your business, but for your life. So, you know, I coach CEOs, entrepreneurs, and executives. I also am coached by a CEO executive coach. His name is Danny Friedman. He's a, he's a medical doctor out of San Diego, California. And he's literally one of the world's leading brain experts. He truly, you know, he, for, it's, I can sit here and talk about the, the, the active learning cycle. I can talk about pivoting your mindset, but he can actually explain the science behind it. So I got very curious with him during these tough times and we're, we're, we're working through some tough things. And then out of nowhere, last November of 2020, I get a phone call from him and he's sharing with me that he's been diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. So the irony, irony that one of the world's leading brain experts has brain cancer didn't escape either one of us. And he yeah. just said, I am going to let this, because I may have only 15 to 24 months left, but these are going to be the best 15 to 24 months of my life. I'm going to make a bigger impact into the world because I have decided that this cancer is happening for me, not to me. So since that diagnosis, Bill, he has doubled down on his coaching practice. He's, he's putting out even more content. He's created, he calls it his Netflix channel on YouTube, where he's sharing on a daily basis what he's going through with cancer, how he's pivoting his mindset on a daily basis. Then his wife has joined the channel. His two sons have joined the channel. Uh, you know, he, he graciously had me come on for an interview on the channel to share with people how do we live our best life today, because tomorrow's not guaranteed for any of us, but also if, if we do know that our time is short, how do we live our best life now with our family now? And essentially, in many respects, he's teaching us how to, to transition to the next life with grace, dignity, and pride versus fear and doubt. That, that's very interesting. And I think that uh, having that sort of timeline, as tragic as it is, does uh, put the uh, kind of the, the fire under the individual to create not only something, uh, realizing time is precious and creating something meaningful, but also thinking about legacy, how they'll be remembered, correct? Yes, yes. Oh, legacy is so key. And it's, you know, when, when I put the book out, uh, I was explaining to somebody, because it took me five years, and I went through, oh, gosh, seven, eight rewrites in this thing to get it where I was really, it was important to me. And I remember I was talking with someone about it, 
And, and they asked me, why was I so passionate about, quote, unquote, getting it right? I said, it's a legacy piece for me. It's, it's, a, it's a tombstone marker on the planet Earth that I was actually here. So, yeah, it's very important to me that this, this comes out and is well-received and, and provides immense value to people, or else why bother doing it? So I think legacy, especially as we, we consider how the world shifts and changes so greatly and that you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. For me, with Danny's help, legacy has become one of the tombstones of the work I do. I can imagine. Yeah, there's a, a lot of um, folks that uh, that have uh, reached financial success, but now, especially in their families, and, and I deal with this a lot too, where I find uh, the patriarchs or the the, the great great grandparents that are living now are saying, "We've done enough in our lifetime. Uh, our children uh, are going to be set. Our great our grandchildren, our great grandchildren. But what we want is for someday." someone to say, I never met great-great-grandpa and grandma, but they must have been some incredible people to have, to have left us all of, to have built and left us all of this or left something behind. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, as, as entrepreneurs stage through their entrepreneurial journey, you know, a lot of us get started. I know I got started back in 1997 to build myself a job. And then I started building a company. And then I started, I realized that in order to build a company, I had to build my next generation of leaders. And then those next generation of leaders had to build their next generation. And, and I, I really decided for me, part of my legacy is creating that, that entrepreneurial wake, that, 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 that people behind my boat, so to speak, or that wake of the waves behind my boat. And now that I, I have the privilege of, of coaching the CEOs that I, I work with and having them figure out what their legacy means to them is such powerful work because it could, in some respects, like you're saying, it can impossibly impact generations. Well, and part of the, I think, you know, no one would say, you know, being an executive uh, and building a company is, is a great legacy. You have, you know, a lot of families depending on you and continuing to pay, you know, to depend on you and they'll probably hang your picture in the front office. But I think, do, do you agree that a lot of people turn to art type of things, whether it's written word uh, or painted canvas or even music or, or something that they can leave behind as more of a, a visual, uh, intellectual uh, or a, a, a pleasing sound, you know, something that people can go, that, that was my great, great grandfather. And, and tell And while, we, while we're talking about that, I think we can seg we should segue into your book because it sounds like that's what you've created with your new book is a legacy uh, yourself. Well, and that's part of the, the, the motivation behind it, the doing the work was, you know, I, I certainly can create a legacy with the clients that I coach and, and some of them have had phenomenal growth, not only in their businesses. I mean, I've got one client, his revenue, first year we were together, went up 70%. His profits increased 500%. But the real legacy that, that we have with this client is he now really loves what he does. He's actually working four days a week, not seven days a week, and he's spending more time with his family, specifically his grandkids. And, and the time invested in a child, I think, is immeasurable in helping create that, the, that next generation of family members in our community. So there's that first piece of legacy. Second piece of legacy for me was, you know, in, in the book, I, I talk about the tough times I've had with my son. I was a, I'm a single dad, you know, being the, the child of a, of an entrepreneur who is struggling can be tough, but also being the child of an entrepreneur who's seen by, by society's eyes, you know, when you make the Inc. 5,000 six times in your community, you're kind of seen as successful. 
And there's a, there's a price to pay with that as well. So I talk about that. And, and, and then able to share the legacy of how, of how we've created, my son and I have created a legacy together has been powerful. And the last part I found it was so important for me was to all the people in the book that I could highlight through that I've met, the coaches that I've had, the, the, the clients that I've had the blessing to be able to, to make an impact on, uh, as well as the, the people who I've never met, like Barbara Corkin from Shark Tank and Jim Collins from Good to Great and, you know, all these people, you know, learning and raising an entrepreneur is a tribal experience, just like raising a child. So if I can contribute that legacy through my book, someone picks up my book in, you know, 60 years when chances are I'll be gone and, and have them read about it and read some of the stories. You know, the, the common problem in business for me has always been the same thing. It's not cash. It's not strategy. It's not execution. It's always people. I don't think people are going to, you know, evolve that much in the next 30 to 40 to 50 years where, the, the lessons in the book don't apply. So if I can leave that legacy behind and someone can say, huh, that, that book really made a difference in my life. I can't ask for more than that. Well, you're striking some kind of a chord because you're, you're a bestseller in many, many different categories, as I note here. And so the book is called from suck to success, a guide to extraordinary entrepreneurship. Uh, and it's, again, it's been certified as a number one international bestseller. That doesn't happen, uh, by mistake, why do you think people are loving this book so much? What do you, what kind of comments are you hearing? Oh my gosh! So, well, thank you first of all for for sharing that with your audience. It's um, been one of the most humbling experiences in my career. Um, I think partially the book is landing with people because you know I speak from a, what I, what I feel is a very authentic place. I, I I start the book off by talking about some of the worst days of my life and my career. I don't walk, you know, I don't, you know, pick up the book and start off by saying, wow, this guy's, you know, above me in a spot where, you know, he had it all figured out. It was easy, easy and, and um, no tough road ahead for him. It's, my, my journey was very much that of the, you know, the, the failure's journey. Then it turns into the hero's journey. And, and that, that authenticity I've been told by people really lands with them. They, they read the pages and they see themselves in the story. That's very touching for me to hear. I gave a preview copy to a friend of mine. He's a solopreneur. And he called me up like he had read it three times in less than two weeks. And we're talking on Zoom. And he's got the, 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 the printed pages there from his printer. And he's got highlights and sticky notes. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was the only one who went through all these struggles and challenges. I always saw you as this really successful guy. And, and I see us being very common. And I think so much, uh, especially in a world where people are feeling – still disconnected. If I can, through the book, if I can create a connection with the reader, they see themselves in the stories, they find a hope in the stories, and at the end of each chapter, we apply the active learning cycle and ask the reader questions that they can self-coach and self-teach through the book. They can come out at the end of the, the book journey, it, a changed person. Oh my gosh, I, I think who, do, who doesn't want to have that experience? At least that's the story I tell myself. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of people are interested these days. Let's let's face it, in in some type of coaching, uh, life coaching, uh, getting better at what they do. Um, you know, I'm I'm very involved with Vistage Worldwide. That's all about, you know, oh, people yeah, going right. and pay, paying a lot of money to go get coached every every month, right? So so a lot yeah. of people are interested in that. So if they can sit down with someone who's who's telling them um, in, in this book, uh, you know, uh, what what 
things are, you know, how things can get better, <laughs> how, what, what the yeah. experiences and what you've heard from people and then have an exercise at the end. It's, it sounds like a, a very worthwhile uh, use of someone's time these days. So I think it's, it's a tremendous feather in your cap. And uh, are you, uh, uh, are you, are you doing a book tour now? What do you, I mean, what can you do these days with COVID with regards to this? Well, here's what I, you're getting at. That's a great question because my goal is really to improve lives. And I, I certainly would love to get, you know, I've, I got an opportunity recently on a, 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 a similar group to Visage, EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization, contacted yep. me. Excellent. And they wanted me to go visit several chapters of their members across Canada. I can't leave Detroit to go to Canada. So, I mean, I would love right. to go speak and do that stuff. Um, so here's what I have decided to do. You know, I'm, I'm certainly being um, available for podcasts and, and radio programs and media experiences, but I also have, have decided that you know, for me to, to to impact the world, for me to improve lives, you know, I, the best way for me to do that is to give away chapters of the book. So I'm giving away the first chapter of the book on my website. Go to extraordinaryadvisors.com, get a free chapter. See if it fits for you, and certainly people then can go buy the book if it fits for them. Um, I have done a lot of, of, like I said, a lot of podcasts, and I always want want people to realize that you know we are much more alike than we are different. I know some people who are wildly successful, you know, companies close to a billion dollars in revenue who still suffer from imposter syndrome, and I talk about that in the book. Um, I know people who you you know that you recognize it by the stories that you think they never had a problem in the world and they talk about the challenges they have. What I wanted to do in the book is to kind of demystify success, to demystify the journey of entrepreneurship. That's why half the book of the, half the chapters in the book are devoted to taking inventory of our mindset, taking inventory of how we can be authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. How do we then, when we have recognized things that aren't working for us, what can we do to make the changes necessary to create the life by design we want? I know there's a lot of books out there where they kind of just throw out a, a bunch of, of different ideas and the author maybe hasn't lived them. The people who all contributed to the book, whether it's Brian Scudamore, whether it's, you know, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, whether it's Tom Schwab from Interview Ballet, you know, all the, the Gabor, all these great thought leaders, people we've heard of, have all lived the stuff we talk about in the book. It's not me being prescriptive. It's me as a coach hopefully creating generative questions within the minds of the readers then allowing them at the end of each chapter to do self-coaching. Or I've had some people actually reach out and engage me for coaching services because they realize that the, the, this is something they desperately need in their lives. That gives me great joy. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Todd, it's, it's uh, great, uh, great to talk with you again. I'm glad you, you checked back in and brought us up to date, and I wish you all the success in the world with the new book. And again, listeners, go to, uh, go to ExtraordinaryAdvisors.com and check out that chapter that's on there and um, uh, take a look and uh, get yourself a copy of the book. Uh, it'd be a fantastic read, I'm sure. And uh, Todd, it's always great to talk with you and, and get brought up to date with what's happening in your life. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, Bill, thank you so much for the opportunity. I truly appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 